The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and Today, 1975, Part 2, Radio Airplay. In this episode, we will cover from February 1st through February 16th. February 1975. On the 3rd, the Daily Mail reported that David Cassidy of the Partridge Family fame had been seen with Yoko Ono at various art gallery happenings. We have a dream, we go traveling together. We spread a little love and we'll keep moving on. Something always happens whenever we're together. We get a happy feeling when we're singing. The next day, a newspaper printed photos of David and Yoko. When John saw them, he became jealous. An interesting side note, May said that John had been jealous of David before. When they were in L.A., John and May were at a restaurant with David Cassidy, and John felt that she was flirting with David. Lennon got very upset and accused May of cheating on him. I only want to make you happy, and if you say, hey, go away, I will. But I think better still, I'd better stay around and love you. Do you think I have a case? Also, while in London, Ringo begins shooting the Warner Brothers film Litzomania, starring Roger Daltrey of The Who at Shepperton Studios. Magnificent. The occasion inspired you. Ringo is cast as the Pope. Oh, please, give us your blessing. In nomine, patus et fili, spiritus sancti, amen. During breaks in filming, Ringo and Nancy Andrews tour London and surrounding areas. 
On Wednesday, February 5th, John and May attend a meeting with Harold Sider, EMI Executive Lawrence Hall, Chuck Tillinghast, a member of Capital's legal staff, and attorney James Bergen, which was Sider's lawyer. For the benefit of EMI and Capital, Sider recounted the history of John Lennon's Oldies project and how Morris Levy had become involved. It was decided today that the best course of action would be to rush release John's version of the album so as to compete in the marketplace with Levy's. Following today's meeting, John and May attend a mastering session for Lennon's rock and roll album at Record Plant.
Following the mastering session at Record Plant East, John and May took a cab across town to the Electric Lady Studios on 52nd West and 8th Street. Here, David Bowie was completing his LP, Young Americans. It's really hard to remember when I actually met John. Uh, it, was, it must have been sort of somewhere in middle, middle 74-ish, is my guess. I expect there's a book that can tell me. Uh, <laughs> but we kind of started uh, knocking around with each other. And he had his, uh, I, I think at the time, gave me, which I, I thought one of the better Lenin quotes, which I've said a number of times. But when I asked him what he thought of what I was doing, glam rock, he said, yeah, it's great. It's, uh, but it's just rock and roll with lipstick on. I got to know David through Mick, really, although I'd met him once before. Blushing at all the Afro-Sikinas Ain't that close to the 
I mean, he was one of the major influences on my musical life. I mean, I, I just thought he was the very best of, of what could be done with rock and roll. And also ideas, how he was so... I mean, I felt such kin to him in, in, uh, in as much as that he would, he would rifle the avant-garde and, and look for ideas that were so on the outside, on the periphery of what was the mainstream, and then make them, apply them in a functional manner to something that was considered populist and, and make it work. He would take the most odd idea and make it work for uh, uh, the masses. John went to the studio to play acoustic guitar on the track Across the Universe, as per David's invitation. And next minute he says, hello John, I'm doing the Across the Universe, do you want to come on down? So I says, all right, you know, I live here, I, I pop down, I played rhythm. Into a paper cup They slither wildly As they slip away Across the universe Pools of sorrow Waves of joy Are drifting through my open mind Possessing and caressing me
across the universe. And, you know, this guitarist had a lick, so we sort of wrote this song. You know, it was, it was no big deal. We just sort of, oh, boom, 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 you know, like that. It wasn't like sitting down to write a song. So we made this lick into a song is what happened. And he has virtually nothing. He's making it up in the studio. So I, I just contributed whatever I contributed, you know, like backwards piano and and a couple of things like repeat of fame. And then we needed a middle eight, so we took some Stevie Wonder middle eight and did it backwards, you know, and <laughs> we, we made a record out of it, right? David is asked, how did you come to write fame with John? It came out of a conversation that we had. I, I said, you know, I, I hate this manager that I've got. What can I do about it? You know, how do I get a new manager? And that's just stop right there. No management. You don't need management. I mean, he was the first artist I'd ever met who uh, told me that I didn't need management, that it was not necessary. You know? and, and bless him, forever after that, I, I did get rid of that manager and I, I virtually managed myself my entire life. I've had business advisors and all that. But the idea of management has never crossed my path again since 77-ish, 75 rather. I just didn't like the, the fame thing. The getting a table at a restaurant might have been nice if I'd eaten but I never used to eat in those days. <laughs> and that's how it happened, and there it is.
So he got his first number one. So I felt that was like the karmic thing, you know. With me and Elton, I got my first number one. So I passed it on to Bowie and he got his. And I like that track, you know. I must say, I admire him. Vast repertoire of talent the guy has. After the session, John and May returned to their apartment. In the afternoon of February 6th, John gave an interview with William Jobes of the Washington Star News. He covered such topics as working with David Bowie, the possibility of touring, his relationship with the other Beatles, meeting up with Paul, and Lennon's fight to stay in the U.S. After the interview, John went to Dakota where he decided to give his marriage to Yoko another chance. The Lennons always knew they were made for each other. She's me in drag. <laughs> I mean, I'm yes. very amazed to meet somebody like John, who's like a, a kind of replica of me, and at the same time, a little bit extra something, you know. And it's very beautiful. I mean, I was doing things alone, you know, and uh, my big problem was uh, loneliness, you know. And now we're together, and we're doing it together, so it's easier. It's really the best luck I had, you know, in my life, so, so to speak. Later that evening, when John didn't return to May's apartment, she felt something was up. The next day, on February 7th, May still didn't hear from John. She knew he had a dental appointment scheduled today, so she went to the dentist office and found him. He told her that he had gone back to Yoko. John told her what Yoko said regarding their relationship. Here's May Pang. February 7th, as John settled back into the Dakota building with Yoko, Capitol Records went on the offensive today regarding the release of Morris Levy's Lennon Rock and Roll Roots LP. Capitol sent telegrams to a number of companies involved in manufacturing and advertising Levy's record, threatening to hold each fully responsible for damages suffered as a result of their participation. Bob Gruen recalls being contacted by Levy, who requested Lennon photos for the album jacket. Gruen did not turn over any photos and immediately notified Lennon. Lennon advised not to let Levy see anything. Capital also issued a cease and desist letter to Big Seven Music Corporation claiming that EMI was the owner of the masters to John's album and demanding the Big Seven not sell or advertise for sale such album. However, it was too late. Adam 8 Limited released its version of the Oldies Project via mail order today as John Lennon sings the great rock and roll hits, Roots. 
commercials started to appear on television. Now, Adam 8 presents one of the most incredible artists of our time, John Lennon, singing 15 of the great rock and roll hits, never before available anywhere. Yes, you get 15 great hits in one fabulous record album for just $4.98. Hear John Lennon sing, Ain't That a Shame? Slippin' and a slidin'. Be My Baby. Do You Wanna Dance? That's right. Only $4.98 for this new and priceless collection of John Lennon singing 15 great rock and roll hits. Hear John Lennon's version of Peggy Sue. Boney Maroney. Angel Baby. Yaya. never-before-available John Lennon performances of such rock and roll hits as Sweet Little Sixteen, Stand By Me, Just Because, You Can't Catch Me, Bring It On Home, Rip It Up, and the fabulous Bebopalula. Yes, John Lennon sings 15 great rock and roll hits, all in one fantastic album for just $4.98, or $5.98 for 8-track tape. Here's how to order. On February 10th, Big 7 Music and Morris Levy sent a defiant telegram to Capitol Records regarding their cease and desist telegram. It read, We have received your telegram of February 7th, 1975. Please be advised that we were granted full television merchandising rights to these masters by Apple Records Inc. and John Lennon. If you try to interfere in our merchandising program in any way, we will hold you fully accountable for any damages sustained by us. Capital continue their pursuit of action aimed at television stations and broadcasters advertising the Roots LP. Levy continued to be defiant and had his commercial air in more markets. To help with costs, he had shortened his ad. Now, Adam 8 presents the incredible John Lennon singing 15 of the great rock and roll hits, never before available anywhere. You get 15 great hits in one fabulous record album for just $4.98. Hear John Lennon sing, Ain't That a Shame? Slippin' and a Slidin'. Be My Baby. Do You Wanna Dance? other fabulous songs like Peggy Sue, Bebopalula, Boney Maroney, Angel Baby, Yaya, Sweet Little Sixteen, Rip It Up, and many more. Yes, John Lennon sings 15 great rock and roll hits, all in one fantastic album for just $4.98 or $5.98 for 8-track tape. Here's how to order. The next day, February 11th. The Lennon vs. Levy battle continues with John sending a telegram to Adam 8 Limited. It read, 
The use of my recorded performances and my name and likeness in the album entitled Roots and or John Lennon's Rock and Roll Hits and advertising in connection therewithin is unauthorized. Harold Sider also sends a mailgram to Morris Levy, stating that John Lennon did not agree on behalf of Apple Records or for himself. Capitol also pressed on to rush release ahead of schedule, the LP, John Lennon, Rock and Roll. The new release date is set for Monday. On Thursday, February 13th, John Lennon made an unscheduled in-studio appearance on New York's radio station WNEW-FM during DJ Scott Muni's 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. time slot. Lennon was eager to begin the promotional campaign for rock and roll and stymie the sales of the Adam 8 album that had sold about 1,500 copies so far. He brings with him an early copy of the rock and roll album. We join Scott's show as he finishes playing the Beatles track, A Day in the Life. you're here to to play uh, the role of the air personality or uh, le Jacques du disc or whatever the disc jockey because uh, you have a brand new album coming called rock and roll and there's a lot of stories a yeah. lot of things to be said about it right it's a long story but since you're going to play the host and uh, talk about the album as we play it cut by cut <gasps> and introduce it to those that are listening to our new york world our new jersey our connecticut world uh, a million or so Great. folk who uh, I know are curious and wondering, a new John Lennon album, what is it about? Well, it's a rock and roll album by the title, and uh, none of which I wrote. It's all, you might call it oldies but goldies. I was calling it oldies but moldies when I was making it. And uh, some of them are, quite a lot of them are cuts I was singing when I was 15. That's around 1955. Some of them are the first songs I ever learnt that were rock and roll, ever learned to play on a, on a guitar. I even started on banjo originally. And uh, they're some of my all-time favorites. There's about 14 of them on the album. Wow. And uh, I could have gone on forever. I had to stop. Did you do a larger amount, a whole bunch of them, and then decide on these, or did you just do these as you could? Or did you go to a session and just complete them all? Well, it was in, the, the album was in two phases, as it were. It started in 73, actually, when it was a brand new idea. <laughs> right? There's been a lot of oldies but goldies since then. I started with Phil Spector, and the tracks that I did with him, he produced. I just wanted to be a singer. And uh, to put it simply, there was some psychodrama and uh, it, it sort of fell apart and then there was a long spell where for one reason or another I couldn't get hold of the tapes and then I did Walls and Bridges 
And then I, I got the tapes the day before I was do, going in to do Walls and Bridges. So I did Walls and Bridges, and then I started sorting through the tapes I'd done with Phil. I chose the ones that I thought were uh, good enough, because some of them are a bit weird, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and then I went back in the studio after a few weeks rest from Walls and Bridges and, and cut enough to make a, a full album of, of material. And uh, here it is, you know. Let's start with the first cut on side one, John Lennon's new album of rock and roll. Sooner or later, he moved there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
the first time we met him, the Beatles met him, we met him at the Cavern, Liverpool. And Brian Epstein used to be very clever. That was our late manager, the Beatles' yes. first, or the first real manager. He used to bring... Uh, the rock stars that were really not making it anymore, like Gene Vincent and Little Richard, no no reflection on them, but they were coming over there for that reason. And he'd put us on the bill with them as second billing, you see, so we'd use them to draw the crowd and then they'd see us. And we met uh, Gene Vincent backstage, I mean backstage, it was a toilet, and uh, we were thrilled. We were later in Hamburg with Gene Vincent and Little Richard. And there's still many a story going round about the escapades, especially with Gene, who is rather wild. I thought you were guy. going to say especially with Little Richard, well, because Little yeah. Richard is certainly not a tame person. I've done a couple of shows with uh, Little Richard in this uh, charisma thing. Uh, you don't know what he's going to do next, you know. It's well, it's hard for people to imagine how thrilled the four of us were to just even see the, any great American rock and roller in the flesh, you know. And we were just almost paralyzed with adoration with with both of them. And a side note is Little Richard's organist was Billy Preston. Ah. And he he must have been... He looked about ten then. He must I was going to say he must have been. Ah, but he was good then. Roy Orbison came over there, too. That was After later. After the Million Sellers, yes. he ventured over, too. The same type of thing, I guess. That was later when we'd already began to make it a bit in England and we were selling records but we were still second on the bill and our first one of our first big tours was second on the bill to Roy Orbison and uh, it, it was pretty hard to keep up with that man he really put on a show you know well they all did but uh, Orbison had that fantastic voice you uh, uh, in other words in doing the rock and roll album have selected things back from the past that you remember so well associations with people and shows you did with various people who had done the numbers and they're just your favorites they're the things you want to do your way yeah the, the, it's a new album oh it's a brand new of album oldies. a new album some of them the ones I did with Phil we spent more time changing them but uh, to finish it off, I finished it up quickly because it had been lagging behind and it was like I was constipated with the album. So with the stuff that I finished off, I, I left it pretty much just variations of how the originals did it. In fact, I would have done it years ago, but I always it was so in awe of the records that I wouldn't cover them, you know. And when I came to the end of this album, I realized there's so many I hadn't touched. You know, I didn't touch Jerry Lee, Carl Perkins, Early Presley. And so many people that, you know, I could go on for it. Well, we'll see how this one goes, you know. I mean, this one's been such a drama and it took so long, you know. I feel as though I'll be glad that it just is out and, uh, you know, I can get on with my next album, whatever it is. Our guest is uh, John Lennon. And uh, if my memory serves me well, Benny King had a million seller of the next cut on side one. Yeah, Stand By Me was uh, one of my big ballads. I used to score a lot of groupies with that song. It was rather rather my favorite. So let's go with this one. And you will again.
and tapes is offering super special prices for the holiday. Choose from the top stars like Minnie Rippet and LaBelle, Elton John, Goody, Neil Diamond and Carol King, plus Stevie Wonder, Temptations, Barry White, Love Unlimited, Jackson 5, Chicago and many more. All LPs from Columbia, Columbia, A&M, MCA, Motown and 20th Century Labels. Series 598 are sales priced at just 327 each. And Series 698, 387 each at Corvettes. Now through Saturday, my own new album will be there too, probably this weekend, latest Monday. Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Is it going to be there by the yeah, weekend? Yeah, I asked, I asked Capital and they said it'll be there 
possibly this weekend, definitely the early Monday or Tuesday. So uh, go get it, folks. It'll be in the stores. <laughs> John Lennon is our guest at WNEWFM New York. You awake? Are you disappointed? Baby, I don't want you to be disappointed. All right, I'll say it. I still think you're a son of a bitch for putting it away. The music from Woman of the Influence is basically about love. No, you won't. A woman under the influence. It's now at exclusive theaters while continuing its record-breaking run at Columbia 1 and 2. Check newspaper ads for a complete listing. Woman under the influence. We're under the influence of a brand new album called Rock and Roll. It's your great oldies. We, uh, done in a brand spanking new album of John Lennon, who was our guest and, uh, who was our guest host for the afternoon to tell you about the songs and the things. And we've done, uh, Bebopalula, Stand By Me, and a little, uh, combination of rip it up and ready teddy and you can pick it up from there john okay the next one is the first uh, one produced by phil on this album and you'll probably notice the specter touch on it uh, this one is you can't catch me by chuck berry but the arrangement we came up with is rather different it might ring a bell to some people but uh, let them find where it came from
very well. Are we on to the next track? We will be. Oh, you want to? Should we do this first? No, oh, no. I just I thought uh, you can't catch me. There's something about Chuck Berry's music that yeah. just uh, is infectious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's one of the all-time greats. I think he's the first rock poet. I've said this many times. But the, the lyrics, I mean, con- uh, that was a long time ago. I don't even know the date when it came out, but it's very early Chuck Berry. One of his first cuts, almost. There was a similarity in his music, of course, in the melody parts. and Practically everything, oh, yeah. he has an identification tag yeah. that's immediate. I mean, no matter whether it's you, Rod Stewart, whoever does, uh, and everybody has tried the Chuck Berry things, and all of them have done them well. But he really has that identity thing, and yet... Uh, I can remember uh, doing record hops when they were popular, when Chuck yeah. Berry would go around and do free record hops. Uh, at the time, he had sold a lot of records, but uh, there was no place in America where, uh, for a live showcase, yeah. and concerts, live concerts were not, uh. no, no, no place would let quote-unquote rock and rollers in. So uh, record hops and other things they would do, and uh, little shows at various places, yeah. but they couldn't really be exposed, and I think it held a lot of great talent back during those years. Uh, Chuck now in concert is a whole different ballgame, as is the dude who's uh, involved with the next song, one of his umpteen million sellers. Yeah. Fats. Antoine. Antoine Fats Fats Domino. Domino. Yeah, he's been uh, cutting big sellers since 1948 or something. So he was up before rock and roll even. Yes. And another thing, uh, since uh, I grew up in a city uh, in New Orleans where Fats' home was, he once told me, and then uh, you never think about it because he had so many hits, but uh, he and Dave Bartholomew wrote the songs on expressions. People say, uh, ain't that a shame? Yeah. And so he'd immediately write a song. Or, uh, so all expressions, yeah. common yeah. expressions that people use, now they do it for commercials, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the commercials you see on television, they'll take some kind of a, a thing that people are saying, oh, I didn't know that, or yeah. ain't that a shame, yeah. or something, and they'll oh, build I, I a commercial. I do it myself. I yeah. do it myself, and I always have ever since I wrote songs. If I hear something, it, it almost writes itself. If you go down his hits, uh, of course, Blueberry Hill was uh, before that and was someone yeah. else's song, but the things they were doing together, they used a lot of expressions and uh, didn't really make any difference. It was the happiness. He, Fats, to me, was the, uh, the number one barrel house barroom piano player he's happier in a bar where people are drinking and living it up and clapping hands than anywhere else in the world he just uh, I, I saw him last year in vegas you know and uh, it was good to see him you know i was a bit sad that it, the audience was well as as uh, drunk as me i guess <laughs> you know it didn't seem the right audience but he was still great and this is one of your favorites obviously well this is this has a lot of special meaning for me. I cut Ain't That a Shame. I mean, there's many of Fats that I would have liked to have done. I did Ain't That a Shame because uh, my mother, who died shortly after, before I made it, this is, she taught me to play banjo, and she bought me my first guitar, and this is the first song I ever learned. This one? Really? Yeah, I mean, I used to sing Do Johnny Ray and whatever was going around before I got into, before rock and roll existed, but this is the first song I learned and could accompany myself on, and it's a pretty simple song, and that's that's uh, that's probably why I learned this one, and uh, it has a lot of memories for me. And uh, I thought I'd do it for that reason. You made me cry when you said goodbye.
end John Lennon's rock and roll album, which is having its premiere now. This afternoon with John Lennon as the host telling you about some of the things, uh, his favorites, the old uh, great songs, the old rock and roll songs, redone in this new album, which should be available uh, sometime toward the end of the week or early next week, wherever you live. Got a great cover. Just oh, yeah. a great cover on it. That, that was a picture taken of me in Hamburg in uh, 63 or 62. And I've had it around for a long time. And I thought this was the perfect time to use it. And there are some mystery people on the front of it. And we'll have to guess who they are. <laughs> <laughs> I see, you know, the funny thing. I started to laugh. I shouldn't be laughing. Because on the wall is graffiti. Yeah. This was in 1962 oh, on the wall of the club. Yeah. Is uh, some graffiti. And uh, it's, it's really come back into its own in New York every place you go. And uh, I was thinking back earlier to Paul Simon wrote a... Uh, a little thing in one of the early uh, Simon and Garfunkel albums about the poem on the underground wall and the, uh, the four-letter word that the dude waited until the subway had passed and no one obviously was looking and wrote his four-letter word on a subway wall. It's only Yeah, I think the has been so. with us a long, long time. It sure it's here to stay. I like it myself. Evidently, the artists are there. It also yeah. gives us a chance for expression. We're sharing all the chores and duties with John Lennon. So, uh, John, if you will, please. Yeah. Here's a commercial. John Sher presents at the Capitol Theatre in Passaic, February the 14th, Linrid Skinrid and the Eric Burden Band, hello Eric, on February the 21st, Queen and special guest star Argent and Kansas. On February the 22nd, Billy Joel with special guest Melissa Manchester. And on March the 1st, Straubs. Tickets are available now at the Capitol Theatre box office. Call 201-778-2888. And all Ticketron outlets. Go get it. John Lennon is with us, and we have his new album uh, called Rock and Roll with some of the great classics. And uh, the next song, gosh, we haven't, there hasn't been a loser anywhere here. They're all so familiar, and they're all That's so nice, great. Thank you. Uh, Bobby Freeman wrote, as well as had the large hit with. Yeah. Here. Do you want to dance? This is the only one we messed about. I messed about with it a bit more. I, I tried to make it reggae. Uh, We'd been doing some jam sessions on the West Coast with a few friends, and we never, this isn't that version, but we'd, I'd always try and, trying to do it in a reggae feel, so this is, uh, oh, it makes you feel happy. I don't know whether it makes you want to dance, that's the problem, but it's definitely uh, different from the original. Thank you. 
true rock and roller at heart. That was the dance hall version. <laughs> I call that of Sweet Little Sixteen. Uh, uh, Chuck, Chuck Berry, Berry yeah. yeah, yeah, the the great Chuck. I guess maybe Sweet Little Sixteen is uh, of all the Chuck Berry things best known, only because uh, anybody who's ever done Chuck Berry, uh, I love that. Maybe Johnny. That, be Johnny good be good too. in yeah, that one, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Johnny be good is uh, the all time something you got to do. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, the first thing you learn is the guitar break on Johnny Be Good. And once you've got that, you're down for Old Carol and. Uh, with all the rest of them that had that intro, Beethoven. Well, we're perfectly delighted today to have uh, as a surprise guest this afternoon and guest host John Lennon with his new album, which we'll continue with, and the great Goldies. It's a pleasure to be here, Scott. We uh, really are having a good time, and uh, we have a lot of songs left to go, as you said. Let's see, we've done one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, so far. Wow. And that's only one side. Was it? Yeah, oh, yeah, you have a couple of medleys. There. Yeah, couple there's couple a medley there. Yeah, it's it's more tracks than you usually get in an album, folks. There's more than you normally get. Would you believe it? <laughs> in, in this particular case, money's worth is obviously there on the first side between Bebopalula, Stand By Me, Ready Teddy, and Rip It Up, and You Can't Catch Me. Ain't that a shame? Do you want to dance in Sweet Little Sixteen? That's eight. Yeah. I don't know where I got nine in there. All in counting. We're at WNEWFM in New York. We are. While Lennon was on the radio in New York. Back in New Orleans, Paul and his band Wings, which now included Joe English on drums, stepped up their recordings for their next album, now tentatively titled Venus and Mars. Well, I don't know, but I'm 
Paul, still hoping John would join him in New Orleans, phoned May Pang in New York and asked to speak with Lennon. May sadly told Paul that John moved back with Yoko, and she wasn't sure when and if John was going to join them in New Orleans. Paul tried phoning John at the Dakota. Coming up in a moment. Rock and Roll Side 2. We have turned the album over to Side 2. John appears on the Grammys. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Paul Simon and Mr. John Lennon. And Ringo sings a no-no song. I'd like to introduce a good friend of mine who has a single out now that I happen to have written. Thank you, Lord, for the pennies. Uh, the song is called The No-No Song, and the man with a hit is Ringo Starr. Next on Yesterday on Today. information or to contact the show visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com also visit at yesterdaypod on twitter and search yesterday and today podcast on facebook see you next time Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts Yesterday and Today and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. (laughs) Wow. And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the shows. As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? <laughs> Don't worry, we will. <laughs> you can head to our social media pages, that's facebook.com slash yesterday and today podcast, or facebook.com slash third men, or you could head to society Six dot com slash Kaminsky family podcast that's society the number six dot com slash k-a-m-i-n-s-k-i family podcasts yeah keep our lights on i'm in the dark dad any words of wisdom hello the lights just went out (laughs) (laughs) guys we need your help (laughs) buy stuff perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows and if you haven't got yours please send forth in and get a free one all right Thank you, Dad. All right, we'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me.